And we're going to um, look into God's Word this morning. Just want to let you, let you know that starting next week, many of you have asked when I can get the book. The book Blindsided is going to be uh, available starting next week. And uh, we look forward to letting you read that. I've heard so many comments so far. People, uh, uh, one person read it straight in uh, about four hours and cried the whole four hours. It's an amazing story of God's goodness and how he turned something tragic for his good. Now, I'm believing that God's going to use, why would I go through all the trouble of writing a book, which is bittersweet, by the way. You don't want to write a book about family tragedy, but I wrote it to help people. I wrote it to be a blessing and to give God glory, and I, I, I pray that God will use it to open up doors to help a lot of people. Can I get an amen? Amen. So uh, today we're going to look at um, John chapter John chapter two. We're going to look at the the story of Jesus turning water into wine. Now our our hymn for today is "To God Be the Glory." How many of you are here today, and you want to live a life that glorifies God? You want to live a life that honors God. You want to live a life that when people see you, that God gets glory. There's nothing worse than living a life and doing things that God gets the bad rap for. And none of us want to live that way. We want to live the beautiful life that God gets the glory. Now, uh, Fanny Crosby is the one who wrote that hymn. Uh, Fanny Crosby had every excuse not to be used by God. She was blind from birth. And she didn't let that blindness keep her from living a life that glorified God. Do you know how many songs she wrote in her lifetime? Over 9,000 hymns. She knew that God had deposited something great in her. And her greatness was not contained, but she allowed that greatness to be used so God received the glory. She was so popular that the publishers were concerned that, 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 that she wrote so many hymns that the publishers said, you know what, we're not going to be able to sell these hymnals because your name is on every single song. So she had 200 synonyms, 200 different ways that she would describe her name so the publishers could sell more hymnals. She made millions. And yet, at the end of her life, she decided to move to New York City and take the proceeds that she made from writing hymns and she served in Hell's Kitchen and the Tenderloin District in New York City helping the poor and the needy. She died in poverty. She died using her gifts, her talents, her abilities, her money in service for the poor. To God be the glory. And I hope today that when, uh, when we leave that you will try to follow in her footsteps. God help me not to use excuses for why I can't release your glory in the earth. God, help me not to look for excuses of why I can't live a, a life that, that honors you. 
We all want to live that kind of life. We're going to look at that today. So if you have your Bibles, go to John chapter 2. If you're with me, say amen. John chapter 2, we're going to look at this real story very quickly, and we've got a, a few minutes uh, together, and I think I'm going to do part one and part two, because this is so good. So what I'm going to give you today is the, is the appetizer, and a little bit of the entree, and then next week I'm going to give you some dessert, and we're just going to do a good meal. How many, how many like a good meal? You don't like to rush, you don't like to rush a good meal. You just, so this is too good to try to squeeze it in the next 30 minutes. So I, I, I'm going to do two weeks of this and we're going to see what God does. John chapter, chapter 2. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine was gone... Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, oh I like that. Dear woman, why do you involve me? I've said that a few times. <laughs> Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Verse 7, and Jesus said, I want you to take note of that, circle that in your notes. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. And he told them, now draw some of the wine out and take it to the headmaster of the banquet. And they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had come and drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine and then the cheaper wine after all the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best until now. This is the first of the miraculous signs that Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. He thus revealed his glory. Everyone say glory. glory. And his disciples put their faith in him. As you can see, I've got a beautiful bottle of, of wine. So many people look at this story in John chapter 2 and they think that this story opens up the, 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 the door and the debate for whether Christians should drink wine or not. I think that's interesting. This story in John chapter 2 has nothing to do with whether Christians should drink wine or not. This story, and I'm already getting some, some looks. <laughs> Even through your mask, you're glaring at me. <laughs> this story is not to open up the debate on whether you should have a glass of wine or not. This story 
is a, a message of Jesus revealing his glory so that men and women will believe in him. This is a story, and it's the first miracle of Jesus turning the water into wine, but it's not to open up the debate on whether we should have a glass of wine or not. It's to open up the debate, how are you and I going to release the glory of God in our lives so that men and women will believe? I want you to notice the very last phrase in that Scripture says, and thus Jesus revealed his glory and the disciples believed in him. See, there is glory in you. The gift of God has been placed in you. And this message and this story is more than just whether we should have wine or not. It is a message of releasing the glory of God in your life so that God receives the glory and men and women believe. And for so long this topic has come up and they use this story and it's got nothing to do with whether we should drink wine. It has everything to do with to God be the glory. God help me to live in such a way that when people see me, when people encounter me, when people come in contact with me, they see the good works that I do and they glorify God the Father. To God be the, be the glory. So let's take the next few moments just to uncover this just a little bit. You see, because this story in John chapter 2 is a beautiful illustration of how God, God the Father in Genesis 1 and Jesus in John chapter 2, how Jesus emulated his Father in creation. The Bible says that, that, that in Genesis chapter 1, watch this, that in the beginning God, what? Created. Now stay with me just for a moment. The first description of our Heavenly Father is not that He is a God of love. The first description in Genesis chapter 1 of our Heavenly Father is not that He is a God of grace. The first description of our Heavenly Father is that He is a God who creates. I'm not saying God doesn't love. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying God doesn't have grace and kindness and goodness and he, can't, he doesn't forgive. But the first description of our Heavenly Father is that he is a God who creates. And in Genesis chapter 1, what did God the Father do? God the Father saw the water. Everyone say water. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said... And then in six days, he created the heavens and the earth. Aren't you glad he did that? Isn't he a beautiful creator? Aren't you amazed at his creation? When you go outside and you enjoy the beautiful sunny Florida weather we have, aren't you honored and grateful that God is a God who creates? Now watch this. That was in Genesis chapter 1. Jesus comes on the scene and this is what he says. Jesus says, I want to be just like dad. 
The DNA in God the Father was passed down to Jesus, and Jesus said, the very first miracle that I want to do is I want to follow in my Father's footsteps, and I want to create. And the Bible says in John 2 that Jesus said. Where did he get that from? He got that from his heavenly Father in Genesis chapter 1. I want you to notice in John chapter 2 that Jesus saw six empty jars. It's no mistake that that little detail is in the Bible because Jesus was recreating and he was following in his, in his father's image. And those six empty jars are symbolic of the six days where, where God the Father created the heavens and the earth. And so this story now about John chapter 2 and Jesus turning the water into wine, it has nothing to do with whether you and I should drink water wine. It has everything to do with are we going to live a life that emulates our Heavenly Father and Jesus and live a life of creating so that God gets glory. Amen. I'll drink to that. If you want to have a debate on whether Christians should, should drink or not, we can do that. But let's not use this story to minimize the value of what's taking place here. The first miracle in Jesus' ministry, he was imitating God the Father. And this is a story about creation. Oh, and by the way, the city that Jesus did this miracle in is called Cana, and the meaning for Cana is to create. I've got some really good news for you today. You have in you a glory, and God wants you to live in the image of Jesus, in the image of God the Father, and he wants you to live a life of creating things so that he gets the glory. To God be the glory. And Jesus did this miracle in John chapter 2 so that his glory would be revealed and the disciples may believe. Can I tell you something? The world is waiting for you to live in the image of Jesus and to create so that God gets glory and people believe. That's what the first miracle in Jesus' ministry is all about. It's about creation. So let's talk for just a few minutes. If you're still with me, say amen. amen. And many of you are wondering what I'm going to do with this bottle of wine. And, 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 and uh, we can talk about that later. Here we go. <laughs> God gets the glory when we. And I'm going to give you three points here today. Number one, God gets the glory when we create in his image. Everyone say Create. God gets glory when you and I create in his image. Now watch this. Notice I didn't say imitate. I said create. See, I am very concerned that God's people spend so much time imitating the world than they do creating. 
God did not, create, God did not make you to, 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 to simply imitate what the world does. God made you so that you would live a life that would create and honor God. And so men would see it and they would be glorified and they would be uh, follow in, in, in the footsteps of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God wants you to create. And when you and I create, we give God glory. Notice what it says in, in, in Genesis chapter 1. And we don't have, have time to go there. But uh, uh, God blessed Adam and Eve. And he said to Adam and Eve, I bless you. I want you to, I want you to fill the earth. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to increase. I want you to rule and I want you to reign. And God is still saying that today. He's saying to you and I today, live a life of creation so that God gets glory. And this story in John chapter 2, Jesus creates a miracle so that God receives all the glory. Can I get an amen? amen? Now listen, there's something in you that needs to be released. There's a gift that is in you that the world needs to see. There's a, there's a talent in you that has been lying dormant. There's something inside of you, like that shaving cream, that all that needs to happen is, is a button pressed and something beautiful comes out of your life. And when you and I create and live a life of creativity, God gets the glory. You know what the enemy would love to do? He would love for you to contain the gift of God in you. Keep it bottled up. Keep it disclosed. Keep it covered. And God says, no, church. The DNA that is in God our Father is in Jesus, and that same DNA is in you. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of you and I following in his footsteps and living a life of creation. There's a book in you. There's a, there's a song in you. There's a talent in you. And as believers, we need to release that talent so God gets the glory. Can I get an amen? amen. Let me just share with you, and this is, is, is something that just happened just in the past year, where I started to, to not only write books, written nine books, but another talent kind of came out just uh, with our family tragedy. I think it's very, very interesting. Uh, back, back in August of last year, you remember we had a hurricane? You guys remember that? We had a hurricane? I was in Cuba dedicating our sister church. And I thought I was going to get caught in Cuba during a hurricane. How many know you do not want to be in Cuba during a hurricane? And so I dedicated the building and I haul-tailed haul back and then made it to, to uh, Florida, and we had a hurricane. And for about three or four days, no, there's nothing going on. This is pre-COVID. And for three days, I was bored. And I had just gotten back from fishing in Idaho. And I grabbed a piece of wood on the river one day, and I didn't know why I was going to grab why I grabbed it. I just grabbed it, and I said, I'm going to bring this home with me. And then about two days into the hurricane, I, mean, I was tired of watching Tom Terry on Channel 9. I said, I'm going to take one of the fish that I caught, and I'm going to paint it on that piece of wood. And guess what I did during the hurricane? I painted a beautiful brown trout that I caught in Idaho. And here is my very first painting that I painted. 
I had never done this before. My mom was an artist, but I had never painted anything until this first project. And it was about three or four weeks before Austin's accident. Do you know what I did after we would spend 9, 10, 11, 12 hours at the hospital with Austin every single day? I would go home in Miami, and instead of watching CNN or Fox News, you know what I did at night? I started to paint. And I like fishing, and there's plenty of wood, and so I would paint and it, I found it relaxing. I found it comforting. I found it to just be able to focus on, on the artwork and, and kind of escape for a few moments. And can I tell you that in the past year now, I think I've painted close to 50 different fish that I've caught all over the world. I've got some in my office. Tammy is kind enough to let me put some of them in our house. I've got marlin, I've got grouper, I've got snapper, I've got bonefish. All the fish I've caught all, all over the years, I've got these beautiful, I think, beautiful paintings. The point is this. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, are you ever going to paint fish on a piece of wood? I would say, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> but I have used this not only just to, to, to help me, I've used it. And I, I give them away. In fact, I gave away one this weekend to a, fisher, uh, a fisherman friend of mine. And he was absolutely, he almost started crying. But my point is this. I never knew this was in me. I never knew I had this ability. Now, it's not Picasso. And I'm sure Tom Rodowski looks at this and he, 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 he's got a lot of things he can teach me. And I need to be taught. I'm, I'm telling you. But the point is this. I never knew this was in me until I made the decision to follow in my father's footsteps and live a life of creating. Now this is just not about creating water into wine. This is not about just painting fish on a piece of wood. There are talents within you that need to be released. You need to follow in the footsteps of God our Father. You need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And you need to, by faith, step out and say, God, I believe you put something in me. And I want to live a life that honors you. I want to create. There's some of you here today that you need to create so that you can communicate to the next generation. There's some of you need to write so that you can pass on your faith to people that are going to follow you a hundred years from now. Let us not go to the grave with gifts and talents that have not been expressed to glorify God. You've got songs, you've got books, you've got gifts and talents that the world is waiting to be released in you. And it's more than just turning water into wine. It's about following in the footsteps of God our Father and living a life of creation. There's some of you need to start businesses so that you can create jobs, so that men and women will have income and we can change our community. You see, who's going to do it? You're going to do it. 
And when you do it and you step out in faith, God receives all the glory. To God be the glory. Maybe you know that 20 years ago, my wife and I started a, a, a food bank. We'd never done that before. We were, we were crazy enough just to step out in faith. And guess what? We did. And when you step out in faith, God has a way of breathing life into your faith. That ministry now continues to serve over 500 people every single day. It's the largest direct service charity in the entire state of Florida. Why? Because someone believed in following in the footsteps of God our Father and following the footsteps of, of Jesus our Savior and living the life of creation. I don't want you to imitate. We got plenty of people that are imitating. But we need artists. We need psalmists. We need book writers. We need people that say, God, I want my life to count and I want you to get the glory and I want people to believe. Help me to release the gift of God in me to live a life of creation. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And as crazy as painting fish on a piece of wood, God uses that to touch people's lives and God ultimately gets the glory. Amen. You don't know how much time you have left. None of us do. Weeks, months, years. I challenge you. I challenge you to turn the TV off. To, to, to not live a life that's just going to idle and just, and just limp to the end. You could be 80 years old and still release the glory of God that is in you. You don't take that to the grave. You release it to the world so that God will get glory. And we're just not coasting. We're going we're gonna to finish strong. We're going to finish well. We're going to finish emulating the character of our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father and live a life of creation. I want artists to rise up. I want songwriters to rise up. I want book writers to rise up. I want artists to rise up. I want that gift that's in you to be released. And that's what Jesus did in John chapter 2. He turned water into wine and he spoke it into existence and the people were amazed and God got the glory. God gets the glory when you create. Number two, very quickly. Bruce, if you'll come up with the keyboard. Where's my Bible? There's, Tammy stole my Bible. Point number two. Oh, I love this. God gets the glory not only when we create in his image, but number two, God gets the glory when we allow God, watch this, to turn our emptiness into blessing. See, y'all are caught up on, 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 on whether we should drink or not. This story has nothing to do with this. Right. This story has everything to do with God taking your emptiness and turning it into blessing. See, I grew up in the church. And I, 
I found this interesting. Now, I grew up in the Assemblies of God, and, and, and uh, they didn't smoke, they didn't drink, they didn't go to movies, they didn't play cards. Hardcore. My grandma was a holy roller. Thank God. My grandpa, not so much. He just liked eating candy. My grandma was hardcore. But I always thought it was interesting and, and, uh, that, that, that Christians would get into this debate about whether you should drink wine or not. And they would drink nine cups of coffee. And in between drinking nine cups of coffee, they would down it with a couple of Mountain Dews. And as a kid, I'm thinking, I don't understand this. These people are drinking Mountain Dew, and they're drinking coffee, and they're getting caught up in whether we should have a glass of wine or not. It's not the point. And the point of this story in John chapter 2 is, watch this. The people were faced at a wedding. They were faced with emptiness. Six jars were sitting empty, and they had a big party, and there was no wine left. may not seem like a big deal to you, but I'm sure to the bridegroom and, and, and the bride, it was a big deal. This day that we planned for, this day that we've prepped for, this day that we've prayed about, this day that we've thought about our whole life, and now we're at a party and there's no more wine left. And Jesus had the ability, watch this, of taking something that was empty and turning it into a blessing. And there were six jars sitting there. And Jesus said, because I want God to get the glory, I'm going to turn something that is empty and I'm going to turn it into something that's good. When Jesus turned those six jars and created wine out of that water, it was good. Why? Because Jesus has the way of turning our emptiness into opportunity for goodness. You want to talk about empty jars, spend 10 months of your life living in Miami and Atlanta and your kid in ICU. Talk about empty. 35 years we've ministered and helped people and prayed for people and, and counseled them and been there for them and now we find ourselves with not just six empty jars, we find ourselves with 60 empty jars. God, how in the world are you going to take this situation and turn it into good? And you're here today. When your parents got divorced when you were young, you were faced with em emptiness. When your husband left you, when your wife left you, when you came down with cancer, when you had to go through bankruptcy, when your kids rebelled against the faith, I'm here today and you've ever experienced emptiness. Can I see your hand? About three of you. Emptiness. God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know where to go. God, I don't know how to get out of this. All I know is I'm empty. And when God 
sees emptiness. Listen to this. When God sees emptiness, he sees opportunity. See, man says, those are just six jars. Those are just six empty clay jars. God, through Jesus, has the ability of seeing your emptiness and seeing opportunity. Can I tell you something? The pain that you've experienced, the pain that you've walked through, the hurt that you've encountered, the struggles that you have fought through, God sees that emptiness as an opportunity for you to help other people so that God gets the glory. I remember my dear assistant, Dee Lindley, who's been with me for 10 years. I couldn't do 90% of what I do if it wasn't for Dee. Love her. It's a gift. So, I mean, she, she could have coasted. She could have just settled in. But she knew inside of her, there's a gift that I want to use. She's come alongside me, and I'm so forever grateful. I remember when her, hus uh, her husband, Lonnie, passed away. And I gave her a scripture, 2 Corinthians. I said, D, the hope that you receive from God during this difficult time, God's going to give you that hope, and you're going to give that hope away one day. See, that's why God allows us to go through times of emptiness, times of hurt, times of pain, times of sorrow, times of heartache. But the world looks at that and says, there's no hope. God says, when I see emptiness, I look for opportunity. And that's the reason that John chapter 2 in the story is in the Bible to encourage you and I that when we are empty, he is strong. There's people right now, you're empty. You're depressed. You're discouraged. This COVID thing has just knocked all the wind out of your sail. But guess what? When you are empty, God sees you as full. And he wants to use it for his glory. You see, when we give glory to God, we do that by living a life of creating. We, we give God glory when we allow him to take our emptiness and turn it into greatness. And then number three, this is the last one. God gets the glory when. I love this one. We focus on internal character, not external performance. God gets glory when you and I focus on internal character, not external performance. What does that mean? Let me explain that real quick. Those six jars that were empty, those were set outside the church door. And you would use those jars for water to purify yourself, to wash your hands, to put it on your head, to take a little mini bath before you went into worship. It would be like us having a shower outside of Pine Castle. That's what those jars were used for. Watch this. Their focus was to clean the outside. And if they just simply focus on cleaning the outside, they were satisfied with that. And God says, watch this, I don't want you to simply concentrate on the external performance of being clean. I want you to focus on a heart and focus on the internal character that no one sees. See, if you're going through a bunch of religious 
performances, a bunch of religious motions, you're not really addressing the issue. God looks at the what? The heart. He looks at character. He looks at integrity. And there's so many churches and so many people in the, in the, in the kingdom, all they're focused on is going through the motions and washing their hands on the outside and not changing on the inside. Church, God gets glory when you are a person of character and integrity. Quit worrying about whether you should have a glass of wine or not and focus on a heart, on character, on integrity. And when you live like that, God gets the glory. To God be the glory. Would you stand up across the auditorium with me just for the next few moments? Bruce, let's sing this. To God be the glory. 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 For the things he has done with his blood. pray for you. And, and um, I mean, because of this COVID thing, I, I'm not going to have you come forward. I'd love to lay hands on you, but we're just going to wait for a few more weeks for this thing to run its course. But when I'm communicating with you and I'm, I'm preaching and we're, we're dialoguing, I know when I'm striking oil. I know when I'm not striking oil. Probably more times not striking oil than striking oil, but nonetheless, at least I, at least I know when I'm striking oil. And I sensed as I was talking about releasing the gift of God in you, I was striking oil. And you sensed it. And you knew it. I don't want you to take to the grave your knowledge, your wisdom, your gift. I want, you to, I want you to follow in the legacy of our Father, our, our Savior, Jesus, and live a life of creating. There's something in you. You may not know it. You may not understand it. You may not. But you just got to be crazy enough just to do it. Just do it. You know what I love about painting? If I start on that stupid piece of wood and it's not looking good, guess what I do? I cover it up and I start again. Why? Because I'm not afraid. I don't care what people think. My brother thinks I'm crazy. That's all right. You mess up, you start again. What do you have to lose? Well, Pastor Scott, I've never written a song. So what? 
Start. I've never written a book. Start. Pastor Scott, I want to I wanna write a, 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 a manual for my, for my grandkids. I want them to know where we came from and, and how God orchestrated our lives. You've never done it before? Good. You're a great candidate. Step out in faith and be bold. Be full of courage that when you step out, God steps out with you. And he's going to help you and give you the creativity and the wisdom and the strength. So if you're here today, and you feel, Pastor Scott, God's word today has stirred something in me. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to turn the TV off. And I'm going to invest so that God gets the glory and people will see it and believe. So much talent in this room today. Doesn't matter how old you are. I want to pray for you today that you would, by faith, release the gift of God that's in you. If that's you, I, I want you just by faith, I just want you to lift both hands just for a moment. Not everybody. Not everybody. Don't, don't do this to me. Like you sleep during the whole sermon and then you respond at the end. No, 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 no. You'd be amazed. I wish I had a camera. Well, I do. I'm going to start filming this. And if you did sleep, by the way, it's okay. God's grace is abundant. You can participate now. If you want to release the gift of God in you to the world, let's pray a prayer of faith that God would honor his word and give you the wisdom and the courage and the strength to live in the image of God our Father, a life of creation. Father, you see our hands. God, our, our cry and our prayer today is, is not to imitate the world. Our cry and our desire is to create in your image so that you receive the glory. To God be the glory. God, I pray for songwriters to, to be birthed. I pray for people to write books, to, to write manuscripts for their families. God, to, 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 to paint, to honor you. God, to dance, to sing, whatever it is, Lord. I pray that we will be bold and we'll be full of faith. And God, we never want to share your glory that when people hear, when people see, when people read, when people touch what we've done, to you be all the glory. Now I bind a spirit of fear, a spirit of intimidation, a spirit that would hold your people back, and I stir the gift of God within them today in the name of Jesus. Stir it up. Shake it up, God. Agitate us. Stir that gift up today so that we will use the talents you've invested in us to glorify your name. God will be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, and all God's people said, I'm going to finish this next week. I've got three more really good points for next week. That's going to be really, really good. Now, let's do this as believers. Let's concentrate less on the external performances and let's concentrate on our internal character. Can we do that? 
I want to bless you as you leave today. Now, we've, uh, we've done this every Sunday, but today I want us to get back in the habit that, that, that uh, when someone gives you something, what is your response when they give it to you? You what? You, you take it. So I want you to lift your hands, your hand. I'm going to speak a blessing over you. And I want you to receive it by faith. I know this is a little crazy. This is a little weird. That's okay. I'm getting ready to give you something. And, and, and I'm going to speak the words that God spoke over the children of Israel. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. May the Spirit of God release in you a gift of creativity to share with the world so that God would get glory and men would believe. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, this is what I want you to do for me real quick. When you see me in the hall the next couple weeks, I want you to tell me what gift you're releasing. If you're writing a book, if you're singing a song, if you're going to write a memoir, whatever it is, I want to hear. That, that does so much for me to hear how God touches your heart. I want you to just tell me. I just want to hear it. Write me an email. Call the church. See me in the hallway. I, I, I'm anxious to, 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 to see what God releases so that God gets the glory. To God be the glory. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Go. And send them all to the church.